Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I'm about to launch a brand new course called Kabbalah of Soulmates. I'll be doing it together with Netflix famous Aliza Ben Shalom. We're going to be doing six lessons. What is love? Is love enough? Does true love exist? Talking about Kabbalah, talking about soulmates, my two favorite topics. It's going to be five self-guided lessons, a beautiful workbook, and then three Zoom discussions so that together we can really uh, work through a lot of the ideas that we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm excited because it's starting very soon, and I would love for you to sign up. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I'll see you there. The Jewish Audio Bible Translated by Rabbi Chaim Miller Narrated by Dan Leonard Produced by Rabbi Yisroel Bernath The Torah reading of Chaye Sara Chaye Sara means the life of Sara. An inappropriate name, it would appear, for a parsha which chronicles events following the passing of Sarah. How does this name reflect the theme of the Parsha? Our sages teach that Sarah passed away when she heard that her son had almost been slaughtered at the Akeda. Why is it that Sarah could not withstand the notion of the Akeda, whereas Avraham was able to cope with it? This point reflects the difference in disposition between Avraham and Sarah. Avraham was willing to slaughter his son, and he carried out the process with joy, since he knew he was following God's will. He was content with a spirituality which requires a person to negate the world and escape from normal existence. Sarah, on the other hand, could not cope with this idea, since her focus was to serve God within the world. As far as Sarah was concerned, Yitzhak's soul needed to stay in his body so that he could make the world a better, holier place. Thus, Sarah's purpose in life was most aptly expressed by the events in this Parsha, when two fundamental elements of the Jewish nation became established in the world for the first time. A. The Jewish people, Yitzhak, the first person born a Jew, marries Rivka, who matches his ethical and spiritual caliber, a woman who is an appropriate replacement for Sarah as a mother in Israel. B. The Jewish land. In our Parsha, we read how Avraham purchases the first plot in the land of Israel, which was now openly and indisputably under Jewish ownership. This was the first expression in the world of the Jewish right to the land of Israel. So even though our Parsha describes events after Sarah's passing, it is nevertheless called the life of Sarah, for in it we read how Sarah's true purpose in life begins to be fulfilled, the beginnings of the Jewish nation and their land here in the physical world. Sarah Passes Away Chapter 23 Sarah's lifetime was a total of 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years. The years of Sarah's life were all equally good. Sarah died in Kiryas Arba, which is Hebron in the land of Canaan. Avraham came from Beersheba immediately after the Akedah, the shock of which had caused her death to eulogize Sarah, 
and to weep over her. Avraham Purchases the Cave of Machpelah Avraham got up in front of his deceased wife. He spoke to the people of Ches, saying, I am an immigrant and a resident among you. Let me have some land for a burial ground with you, so that I may bury my dead from in front of me. The people of Ches answered Avraham, saying to him, Listen to us, sir. You are a prince of God in our midst. You may bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. Not one of us will hold back his burial place from you to bury your dead. Avraham got up and prostrated himself to the people of the land, the people of Ches. He said to them, If you wish me to bury my dead from in front of me, listen to me, and ask Ephron, the son of Tzohar, to give me his cave of Machpelah, which is at the end of his field. Let him give it to me for its full price as land for a burial plot in your midst. Due to Avraham's importance, Ephron sat in a high position among the people of Ches. Ephron the Hittite responded to Avraham in front of an audience of the people of Ches, who had all stopped work and come to the gate of the city in honor of Sarah, saying, No, sir, I will not accept your money. Listen to me. I have given you the field, and I have given you the cave which is in it. I have given it to you in the presence of my people to bury your dead. Avraham threw himself to the ground in front of the local people. He spoke to Ephron in front of the gathered audience of the local people, saying, But if only you would listen to me. I have the money ready for the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron replied to Avraham, saying to him, Sir, listen to me. What is a piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver between friends like me and you? Forget about the money and bury your dead. Avraham listened to Ephron. Avraham weighed to Ephron the amount of silver that he had mentioned in the presence of the people of Ches, four hundred shekels of silver in standard currency, and he accepted it. The field of Ephron which was in Machpelah facing Mamre was established as Avraham's possession. This included the field and the cave which was in it, all the trees that were in the field which were within its entire border around. It became Avraham's as a possession in the presence of the people of Ches, who had come to the gate of his city. Afterwards, Avraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave in the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, which is Hebron in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave within it were established as Avraham's burial plot, purchased from the people of Ches. Avraham sends Eliezer to find a wife for Yitzchak. Chapter 24 Avraham was old, but still immersed into daily life. God had blessed Avraham with everything, including a son. Avraham said to his servant, the senior member of his house, who was in charge of everything he had, Please place your hand under my thigh to swear an oath. I will make you swear by God the God of the heavens and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites amongst whom I live. Rather, you should go to my land, to my birthplace, and you will take a wife for my son, for Yitzchak. The servant said to him, What if the women will not want to follow me to this land? Shall I take your son back to the land from where you came? Avraham said to him, Be insistent not to take my son back there. 
God, the God of the heavens, who took me from my father's house in Haran and from the land of Ur-Kazdim, where I was born, who spoke to me about my needs and swore to me at the covenant of the part, saying, I will give this land to your descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you, and you will take a wife for my son from there. If the woman doesn't want to follow you, then you will be absolved of this oath of mine. But don't take my son back there. The servant placed his hand under the thigh of Avraham, his master, and made this oath. Eliezer's Successful Trip The servant took ten camels from his master's stock of muzzled camels, and he left. In his hand was all his master's belongings. He set out and went to Aram Naharaim, Nahor's city. He made the camels lie down outside the city, beside the well of water, towards the evening time, when the girls go out to draw water. He said, O God, the God of my master Avraham, please let something happen to me today and do kindness to my master Avraham. Look, I am standing by the water well. The daughters of this city's residents are coming out to draw water. If I say to a girl, please tilt down your pitcher and let me drink, and she says, drink and I will also give your camels to drink, she will be fit to be chosen by you for your servant, for Yitzchak, since she performs acts of kindness. If she is from the right family and shows kindness, I will know through her that you have acted kindly with my master. He had not yet finished speaking, and look, Rivka, the daughter of Besul, the son of Milka, who was the wife of Avraham's brother Nahor, came out, and her pitcher was on her shoulder. The girl was very pretty, a virgin, and no man had known her. She went down to the spring, filled her pitcher, and came back up. When he saw that the water rose from the well towards her, the servant ran toward her and said, Please let me sip a little water from your pitcher. She said, Drink, sir. She quickly took down her pitcher from her shoulder, into her hand, and gave him a drink. When she finished giving him a drink, she said, I will also draw water for your camels until they have finished drinking as much as they want. She quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran to the well again to draw water. She drew water for all his camels. The man was amazed by her. He observed her silently to know whether God had led his way to success or not. Then, when the camels had finished drinking, the man took a golden nose ring weighing a becca and two bracelets weighing ten gold shekels for her hands. After giving her the presents, he said, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me if there is a place for us to stay in your father's house. She said to him, I am the daughter of Besuel, the son born to Milka and Nahor. In response to the second question, she said to him, We have plenty of straw and fodder and also a place to stay. The man knelt and prostrated himself to God. He said, Blessed is God, the God of my master Avraham, who has not withheld his loving kindness and his truth from my master. God has led me on the path to the house of my master's brothers. Eliezer recounts the story. The girl ran, and she told her mother, who was sitting in her workhouse, what had happened. Rivka had a brother whose name was Lavan, 
Levon ran to the man outside by the fountain because he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's hands, and he heard his sister Rivka say, This is what the man spoke to me. So he set his eyes on the money. So he came to the man, and look, he was standing over the camels at the well. He said, Come, you who are blessed by God, why should you stand outside when I have cleared the house of idols and made a place for the camels? So the man came to the house and unmuzzled the camels. Lavan gave straw and fodder to the camels and water to Eliezer to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who accompanied him. Food was placed before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have spoken my words. Speak, said the host. He said, I am Avraham's servant. God blessed my master tremendously, and he became great. God gave him sheep, cattle, silver, gold, manservants, maidservants, camels, and donkeys. After she had become old, Sarah, my master's wife, gave birth to a son for my master. My master has given him all that he possesses. My master made me swear, saying, Do not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. Instead, you must go to my father's house, to my family, and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, What if the woman will not want to follow me? He replied, God, before whom I walked, will send his angel with you and lead your way to success. You should take a wife for my son from my family, from my father's house. You will then be absolved from my oath. When you come to my family, if they do not give her to you, you will be absolved from my oath. So I came today to the well, and I said, God, God of my master Avraham, please lead my way to success. Look, I am standing by the well. When a girl comes out to draw water, I will say to her, Please give me a little water to drink from your pitcher. If she says to me, You and your men can drink, and I will also draw water for your camels, she is the woman whom God has designated for my master's son. I had not yet finished speaking to myself, and Rivka suddenly came out with her pitcher on her shoulder, went down to the well, and drew water. I said to her, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels to drink too. I drank, and she gave the camels to drink. I questioned her and said, Whose daughter are you? She replied, The daughter of Basul, the son born to Milka and Nahor. I then placed the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her hands. I knelt and prostrated myself to God, and I blessed God, the God of my master Avraham, who led me on the true path to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you want to be kind and truthful to my master, tell me. If not, say so, and I will turn to the right and find a girl from the daughters of Ishmael, or to the left and find a girl from the daughters of Lot. The Consent Lavan and Basuel replied, saying, This thing has come from God. We cannot refuse you for any reason, either bad or good. Rivka is now yours. Take her and leave, and let her be a wife for your master's son, as God has spoken. When Avraham's servant heard their words, he prostrated himself on the ground to God. Later, when he saw Rivka, the servant took out silver and gold items and pieces of clothing, and he gave them to Rivka. He gave delicious fruits from the land of Israel to her brother and her mother. 
Both Eliezer and the men who accompanied him ate and drank, and they stayed overnight. When they got up in the morning, Eliezer said, Send me away to my master. Rivka's brother and mother said, Let the girl stay with us a year or ten months. Afterwards she will go. He said to them, Do not delay me now that God has made my trip successful. Send me away, and I will go to my master. They said, Let us call the girl and ask her. They called Rivka and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go whether you like it or not. So they sent away their sister Rivka with her nurse, Avraham's servant, and his men. They blessed Rivka, saying to her, Our sister, may you come to be thousands of myriads, and may your descendants inherit the cities of their enemies, like God blessed Avraham. Rivka and her maiden set off, riding on camels, following the man. The servant took Rivka and left. The Marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka Yitzchak had returned from escorting Hagar from Be'er Lechai Ro'i to Avraham so that he could marry her. He was living in the southern part of the land. Yitzchak went out to pray in the field towards evening. He looked up and saw, Look, camels were approaching. Rivka looked up and saw Yitzchak, and she was stunned by his appearance. She lowered herself from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field towards us? The servant said, He is my master. She took the veil and covered herself. The servant told Yitzchak all about the miraculous things that had been done for him. Yitzchak brought her to the tent of his mother, Sarah. He took Rivka. She became his wife, and he loved her. Yitzchak was comforted for the loss of his mother. Avraham Remarries Chapter 25 Avraham took another wife, and her name was Keturah, also known as Hagar. She bore him Zimron, Yakshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shuach. Yakshan fathered Sheva and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Ashurim, Letushim, and Leumim. The sons of Midian were Epha, Epher, Chanach, Avida, and Aldaah. All these were Keturah's descendants. Avraham gave all the power of blessing that he possessed to Yitzhak. The sons of Avraham's concubine, Hagar, also known as Keturah, Avraham gave gifts. He sent them away eastward from his son Yitzhak while he, Avraham, was still alive to the land of the east. Avraham passes away. This is the total of the years of Avraham's life that he lived. 100 years, 70 years, and 5 years. Avraham breathed his last and died at a good age, old and satisfied, and his soul was gathered to be with the souls of his people. 
His sons Yitzchak and Yishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, which faces Mamre, the field that Avraham had bought from the sons of Ches. Avraham and his wife Sarah were buried there. After Avraham died, God blessed Yitzchak, his son. Yitzchak lived near Ber Lachai Roi. Yishmael's Descendants The following are the descendants of Yishmael, the son of Avraham, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maid, bore to Avraham. These are the names of the sons of Yishmael, listed according to the order of their births. The firstborn of Yishmael was Nevaios, then Kedar, Adbiel, Mivsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Chadad, Tema, Yitur, Nafish, and Kedma. These were Ishmael's sons, and this is how they were called in their towns and their walled cities. There were twelve princes for their nations. These were the years of Ishmael's life, a total of one hundred years, thirty years, and seven years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants lived between Chavilah and Shur, which is near Egypt, towards Ashur. They dwelt near all their brethren. The Jewish Audio Bible is read from the Kol Menachem Chumash, Gutnik Edition. To order the print version, please visit www.kolmenachem.com. Also available, Rambam, The Thirteen Principles of Faith, Slager Edition, an accessible exploration into Jewish faith and belief in the Torah. The Kolmenachem Haggadah, the Passover Haggadah with a richly textured commentary which adds layer upon layer of fresh insight to the age-old celebration of our journey from slavery to freedom. And the Kolmenachem Chumash in Hebrew, Leviath Edition.